Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Metro News This Morning, bringing you this morning's biggest news headlines from across the state. It is Wednesday, March 15th, 2022. Good morning. I'm Chris Lawrence, and we are getting you set for this day and getting up to date in West Virginia. We start with the forecast, looking very spring-like for today and for the rest of this week. The full forecast in a moment. First, let's get up to date on the news of the day in West Virginia. This morning at the Metro News Anchor Desk is Carrie Hudasek. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, Chris. State police say a man is hospitalized this morning after being injured in a Monday night shooting in Fayette County. It happened on 4th Avenue in Montgomery just before 7 o'clock. Investigators say the man was found in the street with gunshot wounds to the stomach and hip. No arrests have been made. Police in Montgomery say they're investigating a fire at an old school building as arson. The building on 3rd Avenue went up in flames Sunday. It's the second fire in the city that they've had within a month. A church caught fire on Fayette Pike in February. That fire is also being investigated as arson. The West Virginia National Guard has announced preparations to draw down service members from COVID-19 response. March is the two-year anniversary of the Guard responding to West Virginia hospitals and citizens during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, according to the Guard, more than 530 soldiers and airmen have been working in various capacities across the state in recent weeks. Major General Bill Crane, the Adjutant General of the West Virginia National Guard, said during Monday's coronavirus briefing at the height of the pandemic, that number was over 700 soldiers and airmen. Crane adds it's been a team effort to make the state safer. It's great to see how we can come together as an organization, both the hospitals and the Guard, because we are so service-oriented. The Guard is hosting a job fair today and tomorrow for soldiers and airmen now looking for employment opportunities after serving during the pandemic. I'm Jake Flatley, WVMetroNews.com. Governor Jim Justice says he's considering a bill that would split the state DHHR into two. Maybe the thing to do. I stand open. I stand completely open. I stand a little defensive about this. All those people that are working in DHHR the last couple of years have been tough stuff, and they've done a lot of good work. That's Justice reacting Monday to the bill that passed the legislature during the 60-day session. It would divide the DHHR into the Department of Health with one secretary and the Department of Health and Human Resources with a different secretary. The split is meant to help with the agency get a handle on its finances and have a more focused approach combating issues such as foster care and the opioid crisis. 
Senate Finance Committee Chairman Eric Tarr says lawmakers couldn't get all of the bills done the final day of the session Saturday because of a slowdown in the House of Delegates that began last Thursday. A lot of that happened with the length of the debates that start happening on the House side that really started backing up a lot of legislation that was moving through. They had a three-hour debate on the budget, ended up in a 90-9 to vote. And then you had on the abortion bill, there was an hour-and-a-half debate. And then when you saw the anti-racism bill, there was hours of debate on that as well. That budget bill passed. The other two did not. Tarr was a guest on Monday's 580 Live heard on Metro News Affiliate 580 WCHS in Charleston. He says there's a good chance bills that didn't pass could come back around. Two bills that did pass would strengthen requirements for video recordings in West Virginia's special education classrooms. Kanawha County parent Craig Bowden says he's been advocating for the changes after his nine-year-old son was abused by his teacher who was then indicted on misdemeanor charges by a Kanawha County grand jury. One bill would make it a felony for a person in a position of trust to verbally or physically abuse a disabled child. The other bill calls for more frequent viewing of the classroom video. I think it's a huge step in the right direction. It's It kind of shows that, you know, when something bad happens, some good can come from it. You know, I think it's a victory for special needs parents and their children. Both bills head to the governor's desk. A pretrial hearing for the man accused of murdering Charleston police officer Cassie Johnson will be held this morning. 39-year-old Joshua Phillips is set to go on trial later this month in connection with the December 2020 shooting that happened on the city's west side. Johnson was shot and, and died at the hospital a few days later. Phillips is being held at the South Central Regional Jail. Governor Jim Justice will be in Bluefield today for a groundbreaking ceremony for the Omnis Building Technologies $40 million facility. The governor will join officials at the Bluefield Area Transit Authority at noon. The facility will manufacture housing materials and is expected to create up to 300 jobs. Time to pack up the winter gear. The ski season in West Virginia is coming to a close. West Virginia Ski Aries Association Executive Director Joe Stevens says Canaan Valley and Winter Place closed for the season on Sunday with a fresh blanket of snow, more so in the low-lying areas, which really helped draw in additional visitors. What it did was where it snowed in the metro areas, it made people think, well, let's make it one more time for the season. So the numbers for the Final weekend for both Winter Place and Canaan were really strong, and the conditions were pretty nice with the natural snow and everything. Timberline will stay open until at least March 20th. Snowshoe won't close until March 27th. Construction set to begin on part of I-77 North and Southern West Virginia today. About a mile and a half stretch of the turnpike will be reduced to one lane, starting at the Bluestone Bridge in Princeton until the Camp Creek exit. The purpose is to reconstruct the left lane. And the Boys State High School basketball tournament gets started today at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. We'll have all the coverage all week at WVMetroNews.com. Thank you, Kerry. Kyle Wiggs will have more on the Boys State Tournament. We'll talk to him coming up in a moment. Straight ahead, though, more from Senator Eric Tarr about the buzz surrounding all that happened on the final night of the legislative session or all that didn't happen on that night. That'll be coming up in our backgrounder. Stay with us. Nobody covers West Virginia like Metro News. Start each weekday at 6.06 a.m. with the morning news. Veteran anchors Chris Lawrence and Kerry Hudasek deliver the day's biggest stories, along with in-depth reports from Jeff Jenkins, Alex Thomas, and Jake Flatley. The morning news also brings you the latest in sports from Kyle Wiggs and Joe Bracato, Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary, and the entertainment report. The morning news on the Metro News Radio Network and at WVMetroNews.com. Coming up, Kyle Wiggs. We'll have a check on sports right now in our backgrounder. 
The state legislature may be done, but there's still plenty of buzz surrounding how the regular legislative session ended. Lawmakers were unable to pass multiple bills as time ran out. That includes the Anti-Racism Act, addressing how educators present lessons. And Putnam County Senator Eric Tarr blamed that bill's failure on the House of Delegates. A lot of that happened with the length of the debates that started happening on the House side that really started backing up a lot of legislation that was moving through. Mm-hmm. They had a three-hour debate on the budget and ended up in a 90-9 to vote. And then you had on the abortion bill, there was an hour and a half debate. And then when you saw the, the anti-racism bill, there was hours of debate on that as well. Mm-hmm. As that happens on the last day of session, all the bills that need to get through by midnight are starting to stack up. Mm-hmm. And so as uh, and we also see the, that debate happening over there, we realize that that's where the minority party especially would start to try to filibuster uh, those bills if they run early. So one of the things that uh, as a strategy is to run those later so that as we go through that we can get through the bills that are not going to re- uh, facilitate so much debate or filibustering to move those through as fast as we can. And the, one of the ones that was going to be uh, the most controversial was going to be the Ra- Anti-Racism Act, and we saw that on the Senate side looking at what had happened in the House. Mm-hmm. And we were able to move the bill through a fairly strong bill that I was very proud to vote for um, to go through. And essentially what that bill did, um, if uh, we would have passed the version that came out of the Senate, it did not, first thing, what it did not do, it did not restrict conversation of historical events or had, or, or restrict debate around what was right or wrong, what happened with those historical debates. It did, it did not do that at all. In fact, it said in the bill that it does not prohibit that. But what it did do is it said that as a student or as an employee in, in an institution studying education, whether it be K-12 or higher ed, that an individual cannot be made to feel less or proclaim that they are less because of their race, ethnicity, or gender, or sex. And so that's um, to go in, and we've seen that around the country, especially the National Education Association. They have, as a resolution, uh, which was adopted with Black Lives Matter influence, to go in to say that uh, if you're a capitalist or if you're white, that you should be feel less, that you should have be born with guilt because of that. And all that bill does is says that you can't, you're not going to tell a student that. That is Senator Eric Tarr speaking on Metro News flagship station WCHS Radio in Charleston. Boys State High School basketball tournament getting started today at the Charleston Coliseum. Here's Kyle Wiggs with more. Kyle, good morning. Thanks and good morning. The State High School basketball finals for the boys begin in Charleston later today. On this Tuesday, all quarter final round games in class single A will be played. Tucker County against Pendleton County first at 9.30 a.m. Mann against Greater Beckley Christian at 1 o'clock. James Monroe against Madonna 5.30 tonight. Huntington St. Joseph's against Cameron at 9 o'clock tonight. Two games in class double A. The first one at 11.15. South Harrison Ravenswood in the 4-5 game then tonight at 7-15 Polka against Magnolia. Later on this week, Quad A, the number one ranked team, Morgantown High. MHS with four losses, but all four have been against out-of-state opponents. Morgantown coach Dave Tallman says his team is playing well enough defensively to beat anyone. Well, we've always been pretty good on offense. We've got a bunch of guys that can really score, but our defense, you know, the last two weeks, three weeks has gotten pretty elite. Uh, the way we're guarding, I'm really happy. We broke down a lot of film and, and showed our guys, and they were kind of disappointed with how we were guarding at one stretch. So uh, we've gotten a lot, of be- lot better defensively, and I think if we continue to guard the way we are, it's going to give people a lot of fits. That is Morgantown, the number one seed in Quad A. The Mohicans take on Musselman coming up 
on Thursday. You can hear play-by-play of all the games from the state tournament. Also keep up with the tournament with stats and photos and recaps at WVMetroNews.com. NCAA tournament starts tonight. The first first four doubleheader, Texas Southern against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, then Indiana against Wyoming as number 12 seeds, the NCAA's first four. Major League Baseball, the labor dispute is settled. Teams have reported for the start of spring workouts. The first spring training games are scheduled to be played on Thursday. The Reds will play first Friday against the Cleveland Guardians. Pirates play the Yankees on Friday in Florida. That's an update of sports. Thank you, Kyle. The comprehensive coverage of the Boys State High School basketball tournament is available via WVMetroNews.com all week long, live from the Charleston Coliseum. Now with today's commentary, here's the voice of Metro News, Hoppy Kerchival. Chris, the abortion bill during this past legislative session that received the most attention would have banned abortions after 15 weeks. The bill was copied after the Mississippi law that is now pending before the United States Supreme Court. That bill failed. However, pro-life lawmakers were able to get across the finish line a much less talked about bill that is also designed to limit abortions. The Unborn Child with Down Syndrome Protection and Education Act cleared the legislature in the closing minutes of the regular session and is now headed to the governor. Specifically, the bill prevents an abortion if the procedure is being sought because of a disability including Down Syndrome, except in a medical emergency or in cases of a life-threatening condition that would prevent life outside the womb. Now, this legislation is part of a national trend. The Guttmacher Institute reports state legislatures are adopting numerous abortion restrictions targeting very specific pregnancy conditions and populations. At least six states now prohibit abortions when the fetus may have a genetic anomaly. One such state is Missouri. Its law is currently under challenge in federal court. NPR reported that Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, in arguing before the appeals court last September, described abortions of Down syndrome-diagnosed fetuses as eugenic abortion and argued that persons with Down syndrome contribute unique beauty and diversity to society. However, Susan Lambias, attorney for Reproductive Health Services in St. Louis, Missouri's only abortion clinic, said the law prohibits any woman from making the choice, from making the ultimate decision whether to terminate her pregnancy pre-viability. Missouri is still awaiting the court's ruling. West Virginians for Life heralded the state legislature's passage of the bill. Karen Cross, the organization's political liaison, said, Killing an unborn child because of a disability is an extreme form of discrimination against people with disabilities. However, if the bill becomes law, it will be difficult to enforce. It relies upon the doctor to confirm with the woman that she is not seeking the abortion because of a disability, and for the woman to be truthful about her reasons. It's easy to imagine ways to circumvent the requirement. Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Charlie Trump, a Republican from Morgan County who is pro-life and voted for the bill, said he sees problems with it. Trump said on Talkline Monday if the bill had gone through his committee, the Judiciary Committee, he would have tried to correct the flaws. Now the bill goes to Governor Justice's desk, where it seems likely it will be signed. When Justice signed a largely symbolic pro-life bill two years ago, he said, I've said for a long time, even before I took office as governor, that I would support measures like this because every human life, born or unborn, is precious and truly a gift from God. Meanwhile, the fate of many abortion laws across the country, for and against the procedure, are hanging in the balance. 
the U.S. Supreme Court is expected to rule later this year on the Mississippi case that could sustain, strike down, or modify the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion. Chris. Thanks, Hop. Join Hoppy this morning at 10.06 for Metro News Talk Line on Metro News Radio and streaming live at WVMetroNews.com. Now your West Virginia weather on this Tuesday morning. We can expect mild and mostly dry weather through Thursday. The only exception is going to be Wednesday afternoon and Wednesday night. We could have a low pressure pass through the south, and that'll bring some light rain. There is a cold front that'll cross late Friday into early Saturday with a better chance for light rain all across the state after that. And with that, you are up to date. Have yourself a great day for Hoppy Kirchival, Kyle Wiggs, and Kerry Hudasek. I'm Chris Lawrence, and this is Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News This Morning is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved.